it's a little bit of social work, a little bit of science, and a little bit of passion. You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Welcome, friends. This is your host, Christy Hemingway. And I'm not going to lie, there are some troubling statistics I need to share in relation to today's podcast. They're troubling because my generation, true confession, has not been smart with money. I know this because our children are in debt. Millennials have an average of $28,000 in debt, the largest portion of that being credit card debt. Not student loans, not mortgages, not even medical debt, but credit card debt, which means that we have raised a generation of people who have become accustomed to and even expectant of being able to live with things they can't actually pay for. More than half of millennials don't even have $5,000 in savings, which means that they are woefully unprepared when any unexpected crisis or unemployment hits, as we have seen with the pandemic crisis. We think that somehow they'll learn later in life once they're out on their own having to pay bills and they'll magically figure it out. But by then the ship has sailed. The window is closed because studies show that children begin to develop their spending and saving habits by the age of five. That's right, kindergarten. So if you're an educator, you probably know that in 2013, the Council for Economic Education released a set of national standards for financial literacy for K-12 education. This was kind of an oops move in response to the 2008 financial crisis and the recognition that so many American households had taken on excessive amounts of debt. But the thing is, these standards are voluntary. So different states and districts treat them with varying amounts of intentionality and urgency. And many educators don't even know what to do with the standards or where in the school day to fit them in, how to address yet another content area. So that is the bad news. But luckily, today's guest is here to bring us the good news. And it's really good news. And it includes one of our favorite words free. So let's welcome Becca Fenton from Flynn Marzano Academy, K-8 in Westminster, Colorado. Becca, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Becca, you're a teacher here in Westminster, Colorado. How long have you been teaching? This is my second year with my own classroom and third in the education world. I teach sixth and seventh science and math, and the next year I'll be teaching eighth grade as well. It's a little bit of social work, a little bit of science, and a little bit of passion. So you're a woman in STEM. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) So that's great. What drew you to those content areas? Well, growing up, I loved science. Anything having to do with, I guess, science was a big part of who I was. My grandma would, of course, tell you a story of when she wanted to go get a dresser for my bedroom. And we went and I said, Grandma, you know, instead, can we go catch frogs? And that pretty much summed up my relationship (laughs) with my grandma and who I was as a child was just always looking for whatever I could catch and, you know, find and bring into class. Like I brought in worms in one of my mom's really nice jewelry boxes once to my first grade class. And I think I got a phone call home for that. (laughs) 
So you have recently encountered a resource that has changed some things in your classroom and that you really like and that you're anxious to share. And, and we're anxious to introduce this resource to our audience as well because it's fairly new. So it's not likely something that most of our listeners will have heard of or heard about, although many of us have heard of a classroom economy. But tell us about the resource that you love. The resource that I'm here to talk about because I'm really excited about is called Mini Money Management, or as I'll tell it to my students, Mini Money Management. (laughs) (laughs) So Mini Money Management is an online bank account for students that ties in financial literacy in addition to classroom management. So it goes over everything from paying bills, which they do on a daily basis, And then I can find students. So for example, if they don't bring a pencil, I can find them for that or giving them a bonus. So, oh, thank you so much for making sure you pushed in your chair and helping out your neighbor. That's an additional bonus I can give to my students. And they love it because after they see that money's coming in and out, they know that it's a real resource for them and they can buy things in the class store. So a lot of those things are online in my classroom. You can add them and subtract them as you see fit for your own classroom. There are larger rewards and smaller rewards based on how much they cost. They can buy music for a work day. They can buy a hoodie. So some things that you don't generally get to do in school, but you can earn by saving money. So you mostly have them earning privileges in your classroom. Did you have a classroom economy prior to using the mini money management resource to create that economy? Yeah. So last year was my first year officially in the classroom. And halfway through the year, I started noticing that my students just weren't incredibly engaged and, you know, they weren't being rewarded for anything they were doing. And I felt like there was more I could do. So I ended up doing some research online and found, you know, kind of a kindergarten thing called Superstars. And I made this little card with stars on it. And as students were doing the right thing, I'd go around and give hole punch. I'd hole punch their cards, you know, positive reinforcing. And I found that it was just so cumbersome because students would lose their card or they'd go crying because they couldn't find it. Or they'd say, oh, he stole my stars. Or I'd sometimes forget where I put the, the clippy the hole puncher. And so I'd have to go look for that. And then I couldn't really delay the the reward. I'd have to go do it right then. So that would interrupt my lesson. Because if I did it later, then there's a potential that I just completely forget and they leave. And so the benefit of mini money management is that it's all online. Students can access it themselves. They aren't going to lose it. It remembers their password, right? So they don't have to keep asking you, miss, what's the password? What's the password? So it's just been so useful and so easy to incorporate and it overcame superstars really quickly. So great. So it sounds like the old system, and I found this too when I was in the classroom, when I would try to implement reward systems and things like that, that they tended to be so much work for me because then I had to track it and I had to keep up with all of it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's just not... That once you have many money management up and running, does it kind of run itself? Is there still a lot of tracking for you? You know, not that much. Yeah. I mean, when students forget a pencil, I'll say, okay, buy one on mini money management. And I can either find them $20 or they can buy it themselves for 10. 
and then they just go up and get a pencil without disrupting class, do what they need to do on mini money, and then close it, close their Chromebooks again. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of flawless in that sense. They have to do their own accounting. Yep, exactly. That's the other part of this is that it's not just a classroom management system. It's teaching yourself how to manage money. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually a Daniel scholar, which means that I had a last dollar scholarship. So I basically got a free ride to college based on accomplishments and working with my community and having good grades in school. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I never really learned much about financial literacy until I had that scholarship because the Daniels Fund required me to look into how I was going to spend my money, how they were kind of managing my college loans at that time and learn how to be successful afterward. So for example, right now I'm sitting in the house that I own, which is really exciting for me, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without some knowledge of financials Mm -hmm. or finances. So that's why I'm so excited about mini money management because students are learning how to manage money now when the stakes are lower. So when they go into debt, we can look at that. We can go back into their spending, their saving and analyze it easily because it's all tracked in mini money and make those changes now rather than when they have a credit card or something that's true money. I have two teenagers who both have recently graduated from high school. And this was prior to the financial literacy standards, which are fairly recent. And that was one of the things that they griped about all through high, all through high school was saying, nobody has ever taught us how to manage money or invest or how to spend or set up a budget. Why is this not something that we are required to learn in school? Which now there are financial literacy standards, but I think a lot of schools and districts don't have any kind of program in place to actually address those standards. And you know, I think the worst part is that standards occasionally can just be checked off and they're not a process. So you might say, okay, now we're in our financial literacy unit. And you go through it for two weeks and then you move on. Mini money management is a lifestyle. You know, you can bring it into your classroom. So I teach science and math, but if I only taught science, I would still teach this curriculum because it's helpful for classroom management, but it's also important for them to learn how to do this now. And another cool thing about mini money is that I can give it to all the other teachers that have those students. So my neighbor across the hall who teaches history and literacy also uses mini money and the students kind of go back and forth between both our classes, knowing that whatever happens in one class is reflected in the mini money management of the other class. Mm -hmm. So it's truly how they spend their money all day long. You just have to make sure that kids are aware of how they're spending the money. Sometimes kids get excited about the possibilities they could spend their money a million different ways. And then they'll forget that they still have to pay bills throughout the month. So if you and your colleague are both using mini money, do the kids have the same account? So do they have a separate account for your classroom and then your colleague's classroom? No. Same account. Yeah, it's the same account for them, which is awesome. You know, less confusing for our students. Mm -hmm. And you can add as many teachers onto the platform as you'd like. So we have a behavioral psychologist as well. She's added to our playlist so she can add and subtract money from kids who she's keeping track of. 
So yeah, multiple teachers can have access to the same student's account. So good. So this could potentially be a school-wide system for behavior management and financial literacy. Exactly. Right now they're spending or they're earning $4,000 a month. And I think Chrissy, you asked what their bills go toward. And we tried to make it as real as possible. So they're including bills on rent. So they have to rent their desks. My students, about it's about 1600 a month, which they pay at the beginning. Which, which is a steal here in Colorado. Rents are way up. <laughs> of course, exactly. all they get is a chair and a table. So I guess that's not too bad. And a room, you know, utilities. Yeah, true. true, true. <laughs> yeah. So the students also pay utilities for their Chromebooks, car insurance. They pay car insurance based on how they get to school. They pay for their lunch. So you can either bring your lunch from home and that's cheaper, or you can, quote, eat out, which is getting something from the cafeteria, which is more expensive. Mm-hmm. So it really is just a fluid, realistic example of how students might actually spend money. Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine what better shape my generation would be in right now financially if we had had this going on in school. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of a classroom economy at all was still actually pretty new when I was in the classroom and it was just something that people were starting to play with and it was very clunky and it was analog and none of us had anything digitized. And Oh yeah, that's the yeah. nicest part about this is that so you don't have work. to do much once it's in place. So you used the word curriculum a little while ago. Is it actually a curriculum or is it just a program that any teacher in any content area can use to manage their classroom? Yeah. Or is I it both? Is, oh, yeah. It definitely is something that can be used across any content area. I think that it can also be a curriculum. You can, I guess envelop it into a curriculum. So whatever your standards are, you can focus on those aspects of mini money, but it's really a classroom behavior tracker as well that can be used in any class, even the music class. You know, like we have a music teacher at my school who is like, stop playing the ukuleles. And it's a, it's an issue. And with mini money, she can say, okay, you know, they lost 20, $50 because of their behavior. So it really is a management style as well. So good. But Then you were saying that Lauren is developing curriculum, so there will eventually be actual lessons that are part of the program. Exactly, exactly. So for you, how long did it take you to become a proficient user, and how does it work for you as a teacher? Yeah, so I would say one cycle, I had to think about how I wanted students to earn money and spend money. I had to use, you know, the 50-30-20 model, making sure that students were spending what they would actually spend as an adult. And it took me a little bit to figure that out. And then trial and error, unfortunately. So August was kind of a, okay, we're going to try this and see how it goes. And, you know, there were some things, like I accidentally put the janitor on $100 every day. And so they were unhappy about that. And it was supposed to be $45 every week. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're just little changes that you have to tweak. But after a cycle, you really know what you're doing. Okay. And then you, I'm guessing that you have some kind of a teacher dashboard on your computer where you're able to see all the students' accounts. Yep. Is that right? Exactly. Yep. Can you, you can move their money around. How can you interact with your students through your dashboard? 
Yeah. So you can see anything in their account. You can see how they spent their money. You can see their savings account, which is important. Sometimes students will hide their money and say, I don't have enough money to pay that bill. And you'll look at their savings account and it's like $8,000. And you're like, really? Hmm." (laughs) (laughs) Which is cool that I can see that, but I can also manually take out bills. So students can say, I paid that bill when they're not telling the truth. And then you can go in and you can take the money out manually. And you can also give them a fee for not giving it out themselves. Ah. So you can decide how much money you want to take in addition. But, you know, the rationale behind that is if you, you know, go below zero in a bank account, they're going to charge you $30 for bouncing a check, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's a life lesson. (laughs) How much time would you say you have to devote to the implementation of this system in your classroom each day or each week? Oh, man. Each day. So they're coming in and they're immediately telling me if they brought their lunch or they're getting it from the cafeteria. So maybe five minutes there. And then I just keep on a sticky note track of fines for students and fines and bonuses. And then at the end of the day, it's another five minutes. So it's not much time at all, but the kids love it. They love going in in the morning and saying, oh, I paid my bills, miss. Can I have free time for the next two minutes? You know, so it's that personal accountability where it really doesn't take much on my end, but they're learning a lot. Yeah. So you're saying that they love it. I can imagine that it just makes them feel very powerful and like a grown up and they have agency in the way the classroom's being conducted. Can you think of a class or even better, maybe even a particular student for whom this has kind of changed things around for that kiddo or that they were struggling in some way and this has really given them a foothold into motivating them to change their behavior? So I had a student who came back with a piece of paper in green was how much money he could spend each month. Red was how much he could save or the bills that he could pay and then the total. And it just was exciting to see that he brought it home to talk about with his family and had that discussion about mini money management outside of class. Because I think this is more real than seeing it on paper and seeing Abigail did this with her money. You know, Mm -hmm. they're touching it. But the cool thing about mini money management is they can actually take it home, interact with their families and say, $1,600 for rent, that stinks. And then they can have a discussion about how it's actually pretty expensive to rent a place. So I've seen a lot of that going on, a lot of conversations going on at home and students learning a lot about what it takes to survive out here right now. And in terms of behavior, I have a couple students, like (laughs) I had a student lie to me this week about wearing his hood. He said he bought his hood. And I went in and saw that he actually hadn't purchased buying a hood. And so he lost his privileges to buy hoods for a week. You know, so that in itself was a lesson about being honest. And it was such an easy thing to do. Like it was an appropriate consequence for him. It was directly related to that behavior, which I thought was really positive and more effective. So I'm I'm imagining that it's probably changed the tone of your overall classroom as well as like being really helpful with certain kiddos. Yeah. I've noticed that kids are really excited about earning money. You know, I have some students that are still working on when appropriate times are to buy something from the class store. 
because I'll have a student come up and she'll say, hey, miss, I want to buy a sticker. Can I buy a sticker? How about now? Can I buy a sticker? So in that sense, I see the excitement. And I also see that in my classroom, I should do a little bit better saying, okay, now the store is open for the next 10 minutes. If you want Mm -hmm. anything, do buy it. But it's awesome to see that they're excited and using it and willing to work with it. Who would you say should check this out? Which teachers would you love to see using this? Or do you think it would be the most helpful resource for? Well, I do know that it's a state standard for social studies teachers to teach financial literacy. But I really think it drives the point home more strongly if it's used across a whole team of teachers. Because if it's just in one classroom, I think it's less powerful. I would argue that it still is powerful with mini money, but it's so easy to use and so neat and relevant to lives that students are so engaged with it that I don't really see how you could go back to points or falcon feathers in the case of some of the younger students at my school. Mm -hmm. You know, it just is so important, I think, to use something that's more realistic and tangible that students can graduate high school with and know that this is how the world works. So definitely has improved student learning and participation. And it sounds like it's also made your job easier. (laughs) It has. Yeah, for sure. So is it expensive? So I got to use it for free because I'm a pilot teacher. But I think he was saying that if more than one teacher used it at your school, your school could use it for free. So (laughs) it's a pretty excellent resource for its cost. And what he's hoping to have happen is that parents will be able to kind of support their students by buying a subscription at home. So that's, I think it's the cost of a Netflix subscription. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so reasonable. Exactly. And the coolest thing is that as a parent from mini money management, you can see what students are being charged for. And, you know, you can see, oh man, they bought music every day or wow, they were really being disrespectful and they got $40 taken away today. That's something I want to touch up with my student. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I know what's going on and being the supportive parent that I want to be, Yeah, you know, so it's a two way street, Mm -hmm. which is so cool about mini money management. It's not solely for the classroom. I'm so thankful for you, Becca, coming to share this because I can't imagine any teacher not being able to to benefit from a program like this. Every once in a while in your career as a teacher, you come across a program that you think something along the lines of, wow, if I was a programmer and really financially savvy, this would have been the thing that I would have created. You know, it's that thing that you know that you need, but you maybe don't have words for it. And then when you find it, you are so thankful that somebody finally made the thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So thank you so much for sharing. And I want to make sure that our listeners know that you can find mini money management at edcuration.com. Simply enter mini money management in the search field and you will be able to learn more about that resource as well as connect with Lauren. He is offering free pilots at the moment as he gets his business up and running. And And it's so worth it. It's so (laughs) worth it, right? You will want to take advantage of that opportunity while it lasts. So thank you so much, Becca, for being on the podcast today. It's been such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for having me.
Again, listeners, that is edcuration.com to find mini money management and connect with the founder, Lauren Jenkins, to help get your classroom management humming along almost effortlessly in 10 minutes or less a day while simultaneously addressing those essential financial literacy standards. But really, more importantly than clicking off those standards, we just want to prepare our students to succeed and to face the world that we are handing them, which, let's face it, that's going to be no easy task. So when you do visit Ed Curation, be sure to create your own free, that word again, free login so you can set up your dashboard to collect favorite resources, keep notes, create comparison spreadsheets, and dialogue directly with creators and publishers via the Start a Conversation button on each page. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe and share. Thanks so much for tuning in.